0: Well hey everybody, welcome back to the Tree Church Bible Study. My name is Chris Reed. I'm one of the pastors here, and it's an honor and privilege for me to be able to share with you uh, the things that uh, God has taken us through in the book of Romans, and we've been processing through this for a few uh, weeks and months now, and we're, we're getting close to the end. We're about three or four chapters out and uh, I I hope that you've been enjoying it, and I want to let you know that the plan is to continue in the Bible studies after we have finished the book of Romans. Now, we won't always be in a book of the Bible on Sunday mornings where we're processing through it um, in the way that we have the book of Romans. We'll we'll go to some more topic-driven sermon series here coming up in the fall, Uh, though we we love this format, we love this style, and so be looking for the different books of the Bibles that we're going to be processing through on Sundays. But we are going to continue the Bible study. So three days a week, we're still going to begin to process through uh, the different books of the Bible. The goal would eventually be to take us through uh, maybe all the books of the Bible. Now, the reality of that and, and kind of how that plays out could be tricky. Uh, What I know is we're going to be looking at uh, one of the Gospels here coming up next, actually the Gospel of Mark. So after we wrap up Romans here later in August, we'll be we'll be looking at the Gospel of Mark and uh, possibly uh, closing out the year with Colossians. So that's kind of the plan and the hope going forward. But as of right now, we're still processing through Romans, and today we're going to be picking up in Romans chapter 12, and we're going to be looking at verses 4 and 5. Now, just to kind of recap, here is Paul is really hitting hard what the body of Christ looks like. So he's talking about um, he's he's talking about the church. Now, the, the word in he, in uh, Greek is actually ekklesia, and it's this idea of this this assembly or this congregation being called out of. So you can think of it as a group called out. So um, and and the idea is is they uh, the church is called to be separate. The church is called to be different. The church is called to be holy. Why? Because they are set aside as priests. In uh, and, and priest is a, I realize that has some connotation in the Catholic church, but for the Old Testament ideology, the Old Testament imagery here is that the priest was set aside for service to God. And so the church are people who are to be set aside for the service of God. Now, when I was in college, when I was an undergrad, which was Quite a long time ago, probably about uh, I, I think I did the math. I graduated in 2003, so it's been probably 18 years um, since since I was in college. But when I was in my undergrad, uh, the the kind of the topic that was always around uh, the 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 college that because I was in uh, theological training, I was in uh, seminary. It was seminary style classes, though it was an undergrad class. The, the conversation was always around uh, lone wolf Christians. And and what I mean by this is is the lone wolf is the person who kind of feels like they can do it on their own. They're kind of out there on their own. Um, they, they don't need a, a group to belong to or a pack to belong to. Uh, so that's why they get called the lone wolf. And in the Christian community, particularly in the American Christian community, it became really popular for a while to have this religious belief, and have this belief in Jesus, and yet feel a lack of need for the body of Christ. Uh, Whether that be because uh, they were hurt by the church, which some churches have hurt people, and and many people have had bad experiences with churches, or whether it be because they felt like they could handle their faith on their own, and they just hadn't, or maybe it's just simply that they hadn't found a church that they connected with and felt like that they belonged to. But the idea was, is that we can exist as believers in Christ without the corporate body, without the church proper, without the people of God. And and Paul would honestly really have no concept for for that type of Christianity. So it's not that Paul isn't going to value individuals. It's that his emphasis is, is always and almost primarily on the body of Christ, the group of believers, the people of God, the ecclesia. And so this is going to be Paul's focus through many of his letters, is how do individual believers interact and work and function as a people group, as a body of believers, as a group of people focused and working towards one goal. And so that's kind of Paul's heart, that's Paul's mindset as we get into these chapters. And so even though we are individuals, and this is kind of what Paul's gonna hit on today, even though we are individual believers, are our, our really our, uh, I wanna say, not our purpose, but our, our real true life is found not in doing faith on our own, but in connecting and belonging to and participating in and helping out in the body of Christ. So let's look at verse four. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So first and foremost, the thing that we should look at here is this idea of body. So this is both metaphorical and it's kind of figurative. The church, when Christ left, was to operate as his agent in the world. And so the church really does in some ways function as the physical body and blood, and when I say blood, what I mean is the flesh and bones of Jesus here on the earth. The Spirit interacts with us and fills us and moves in our midst as a people of God, and then we go out in faithful obedience and do the will of God. And so, so in one way, we are the physical agents of God on this earth, meant to bring about and point to uh, the eventual coming of the kingdom of God, to, meant to point out and, 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 and be a signpost to who Jesus truly was. Now, he goes on to say, now that, that picture is also, that picture of the body is also a metaphor. In that, he's going to talk about our bodies and how we have different parts of our bodies, and he's going to use the term members. Members. But we have different parts of our bodies and how all of them are different, and yet all of them work together to function and, and allow the body to be healthy, allow the body to, uh, to fulfill its purpose, and allow the body to live and thrive and grow. And so Paul is really gonna be focusing on that theme throughout these couple passages. He says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So he's getting ready to talk about how the body works together. And so, though there are individual members, we are all part of one body. When we are saved, when we put our faith in Christ, when we choose to trust Him, what we are doing is not just becoming members, we're not, or not just becoming forgiven of our sin, and we're not just uh, being saved to this individualistic ideal of, of, of going to heaven in and of ourselves. When we are saved, we are saved to this body of believers— we are saved for the purpose of belonging to this body of believers and participating. When you look at the Old Testament and you look at the nation of Israel, though it started as one man, Abraham, it soon branched into a family. And then it soon branched into a people group and then into a nation. And so what you have is this idea that God sets up throughout all of the Old Testament, not just of a single person who follows God, but of a people who follow God. And for everyone who would follow and honor God, they were now considered a part of the people of God. And this this goes back and and ties into that that word, ecclesia that called out, because the Israelites were to be the called out ones. They were to be the ones who carried the special privilege and honor of bearing God's name and bearing God's witness the world. They were called to be separate from the rest of the nations, not because the other nations, um, not because uh, they, they weren't supposed to be friends with the other nations or anything like that, but they were to represent God in a way different than the other nations worshiped the way they lived, the way they practiced their lives, and lived out their lives, because they were to represent what life was like when they walked in relationship with God. And so when someone decided that they wanted to know God and walk with God, they always interacted with the Jewish people. Because why? Because they were the call-out ones. They were the ones who walked in relationship with God. And so to become one with God was also to become one with His people. Paul says it's the same thing for the body of Christ. To become one with God is also to be united with his people. And so now you are united in the body. You're a part of it. And and you bring your individual personality, you bring your individual life, you bring your individual uh, likes, dislikes, skills, uh, purposes, weaknesses, you bring all of that with you into the body so that the body can function properly and so that we can fulfill the mission and the calling that God has given to the church. We go on in verse 5, he says, So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Now, when you first hear that, that Paul focuses on the, the, the corporate gathering or the corporate body more so than he focuses on individual believers, it, it can leave us to, to ask the question, well, are individuals important? And, and Paul would say, yes. The individual is important. Uh, God makes us each different. God makes us each as with our own personalities and our own skills and all of the things that I mentioned earlier. God has given each of those things to us as a gift. And we bring each of those things to the body, again, for its health and for its fulfillment of the purpose that God has given to us. And so the individual is important. But what is not important, what Paul never does is elevate the importance of the individual over the entire body. Paul is always going to say that we as individuals are called to participate and to work together and to function together so that the entire body of Christ will be healthy. The entire body of Christ will fulfill its mission to make disciples. The entire body of Christ will live as a representation of Jesus here on the earth. This is Paul's importance This is Paul's calling, and Paul says, when you put your faith in Jesus, you become a part of this people, and so he is going to talk about how we use those gifts and other things such as that later on this week, but the point right now is that we cannot be lone wolf Christians. We are called to be part of a body, uh, and a local body. Paul would say be part of a local gathering of believers, and and that, that we should fulfill our part in the body of Christ through that calling and through that place. Now Paul doesn't just say this in the book of Romans. He says it this way in First Corinthians verse 12 or chapter 12, verse 12. He says, "For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. And again, he's just reiterating this concept. We are all individual members of the body of Christ. For those of you that attend the Tree Church, you are all individually members of the body of Christ here in Lancaster, Ohio, that, that participate at the Tree Church. But though you are individuals, you are members of one body. We operate as one unit, and we, and we move forward in representation of one person, and that person is Jesus Christ. And so we fulfill our mission we fulfill our calling, we fulfill our purpose, we fulfill everything that God designed us to be when we function within a body of believers for the good of all of the believers that participate in that body. So that's a lot of information. Uh, we talked about individuals and we talked about the body. We talked about those things a lot, but that's the common theme that Paul has, uh, Paul has here in this passage of scripture. And, and tomorrow we're going to be looking at the ways in which the gifts function and a few of the different gifts that he mentions here in in Romans. So please stay tuned for tomorrow and make sure you join us as we conclude uh, this section of the scripture uh, in Romans chapter 12. See you guys tomorrow.